Hi there, Scott Johnson here from the Frog Pants Network and the Instance, the Old Republic Edition. And you're listening to Carillion Run Radio. Begin transmission. You are listening to Corellian Run Radio, your route through hyperspace to the latest news on Star Wars The Old Republic. Hi, and welcome to Corellian Run Radio. This is episode number 51, and we are recording on Sunday, March the 18th, 2012. This week, besides having Deirdre back, welcome back, Deirdre. Hello, Carla. How are you? Missed you last week. I hope you got lots of studying done. I did. I got tons of studying done, but will it help? We don't know. Time will tell. I Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I am so excited. This is, we have an extra, extra, extra special guest in, in our studio today. And that is someone that I've been listening to for several years now. And that is... Scott Johnson from the Instance, the Old Republic Edition, which is a member of the Frog Pants Network. As you know, he does lots and lots of different podcasts. Scott, welcome. Well, I'm thrilled to be here, you guys. Thanks for having me on your fantastic show. Corellian Run is a is one of these one of these shows that I've been wanting to be on for a while. We've been trying to make this happen. Schedules were crazy, but um, I'm stoked that uh, we could finally make it happen. Thanks so much for having me. Well, I tell you. I am just kind of sitting here like in awe. You are just like one of my heroes. I mean, <laughs> like I said, I've been no, listening no to No need you. for that. I'm, I am just another doughhead just trying to level his inquisitor as fast as he can. <laughs> doughhead? Doughhead? Oh I hardly gosh. doubt that. Anyway. <laughs> but so anyhow. wait, you don't have a level 50 inquisitor that's done all operations and is ready to move on to legacy system and all of that? No, that and this keeps, this keeps coming up on the show too. This issue of the way I'm playing this game um, kind of took me a little bit by surprise. And that is that I'm, I'm just not in that big of a hurry. Um, and, and I keep, you know, I'm also alting the, the heck out of my life. And I'm trying every ah. kind of possible combination I can think of. I'm trying alternate trees on the same class on a different server. I'm playing, uh, you know, light and dark pretty equally. And I just, you know, with the exception of my bounty hunter, which is currently stuck in kind of a bug loop, there's some problem I can't neither neither i nor uh the folks at bioware seem to be able to fix uh beyond that character though i'm i'm you know working hard on lots of different alts and i didn't expect that i kind of thought i'd jump in i would i would get my main all the way to 50 i'd start running ops and then i'd start dabbling in the other classes but the game really compels you to want to try these other storylines and with the upcoming legacy changes and additions all of that is even more interesting um so it's it's funny because it's it's not the typical, not that MMOs for me have always been, let's just rush and be done, but the, the often it is about, well, let's get to end game so we can get our 10 man going or what, you know, whatever it is. And in this big, particular case, I just feel less compelled to hurry on that side of things and more compelled to sort of experience some of this early game content that will soon enough, you know, a year or two down the road, not be as important to everyone anymore. Exactly. So I, I want to soak it in while I can, basically. Well, it's funny that you should mention that because that was my blog post over at Tor Wars this morning is um, altaholism. And um, because I suffer from it lately um, myself. And, and that is uh, it's funny that you mentioned that today because that is definitely what I was talking about 
um, when I when I blogged this morning and uh, just being for me, I, I can't get anything past level 30 simply because I'm, you know, deeply interested in the storylines of other of, you know, other, you know, characters and and classes and, and trying to also experiment and experience um, all that is SOTOR. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's I, th- I just think that that is probably what they intended. If it isn't what they intended, I think it's a happy accident because there's a lot of content to deal with here and it's not like we're hurting for it. So there's, you know, a lot of complaining on the on the end game of things that the content hasn't been good enough, quick enough, changed fast enough, um, all of that. And they address that at the Guild Summit uh, to some yeah. degree. Um, but part of me says, well, yeah, th- that's true in your in your typical model of let's hurry and, and, and grind to 50 and, and then move on. But I'm just not, I don't, I'm not feeling that pressure this time around the only pressure i get is occasionally you know a listener will be like you gotta hurry up and get to get to 50 and i'll just sort of sit back and go nah, i don't i don't really have to do that i can i can enjoy what i'm doing and have a you know swap around and decide which class is better for me if anything i'm doing i'm going through a process right now kind of a vetting process <laughs> that that's funny word to use here. <laughs> um but I, but i'm 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 feeling these different classes out to the point that i really know what my main will be at some point i i will i will latch on and go yep of all of that i've played this is my favorite and i'm going to take him to 50 and i may do that with the rest just to get my storylines done but you know if if anything in this case i have i have made a, a smarter choice in the long run by experiencing more of the content i think that's what they intended but who knows this could just be happenstance they may not have intended this at all this might just be the way we're playing it we are crowdsourcing the way tour is supposed to work i think that you've hit it um just exactly what they want i mean because all along they've said um alts alts play alts play alts Mm -hmm. so i think that you are doing exactly what they wanted people to do at this particular stage of the ball game you know Um, absolutely yeah i feel the same way i i can't understand why people complain um, of boredom because I'm certainly not bored with the game. Quite the opposite. I feel like I'm stretched too thin yeah. because I'm trying to play multiple different classes and each one is unique um, and has its own storyline. So I feel quite honestly that I'm, I'm almost reading um, three or four different books all at the same time. Oh, yeah. it's a great, it's a great comparison. Yeah. It's actually the exact same thing I was thinking the other day. And it's, that's a dangerous thing. You know, Absolutely. if I try to read, if I'm trying to read Game of Thrones and Discworld and Hitchhiker's Guide and uh, The Name of the Wind at the same time, that's really not a good thing to do to your brain. Your brain kind of goes, what, where, who? You get characters <laughs> mixed up. You don't know where they're supposed to be. And to make it worse in a video game, you've got a lot of interactivity and functionality to worry about, too. You've got mechanics to worry about. So it's like, well, my keys one through five have been this for six weeks, but now I'm going to switch over and play this other dude. And then you're still hitting keys wrong. You've mapped it funny to your mouse wheel. You've done things different than you did with your with your previous character. And man, that can it can seriously throw you for a loop. So it's almost like a new problem that we hadn't we didn't know we had. Absolutely. Um, and it's not yeah. a bad problem to have. I mean, if you're enjoying it, you're enjoying it. But it's an interesting new spin to the MMO grind, I guess. And see, I well, can't see. do what you guys are doing. I can't oh, really? do it. Oh no! Every time I start an alt, it's like. Oh, why am I doing this? And I mean, I've gotten my, you know, main character up to level 50 and I have already started on my first alt. I actually have two alts that are about the same level, but one that I really like, and that's the Sith Inquisitor. And she's already up to 23 and I can't stop playing. It's like, I can't stop 
to go level the bounty hunter that I started because mm-hmm. I am really enjoying the Sith Inquisitor and I get my brain confused. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what we're talking about. <laughs> I know. That does I can't yeah. do that, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because it's it's almost like it's also with a paid experience like MMOs generally, it, it's sort of like they present you with this thing that you're paying cold hard cash for every month. And you feel like unless you are getting the most for your money, you're not playing it right. And this game gives you a lot of stuff to do and lets you get into those things so easy that before you know it, you've got nine alts and you're doing it because, well, I'm, I'm just going to maximize this this 15 bucks I'm throwing down every month. and. That, that I think, yeah. plays into it for some people, for sure. Absolutely. I also think the, the kind of fear of, uh, you know, when they add more endgame content and even uh, a, a new level cap, you know, I don't want to be starting a new character, you know, when now I'll have 85 levels to, to try to play through, you know, to catch up yeah. for some reason, you know. So for me, it's like I have my, my dozen characters on multiple different servers for multiple different reasons. Not all of them are because I actually want to play that class. Um, a lot of it is because I want to play with other people, you know, friends I've met at, you know, the Guild Summit and friends I've met, you know, at PAX and all of these different venues that we that we appear at. And uh, and I really just want to interact and, and kind of keep that camaraderie going. And uh, and so for me, you know, sacrificing endgame is not that big of a deal in order to play you know, with real world companions. Right. So, you know, um, but, but like, I don't know, I'm enjoying it and, uh, and, and I'm not going to change. And I know that there's, there's some sage advice out there um, for people like me who have, you know, alcoholism. And, um, but <laughs> I, uh, I'm not gonna, I don't think I want to change. It's not a problem. I, I see, I, I see myself wanting to fix mm. because I'm enjoying every single storyline and, uh, and it, they're all great. Yeah, it's a it's a weird thing in a game to to feel like you've got that many single player experiences that can also be augmented with multiplayer in one package, um, and, and it's just I, it's unfortunate if we as gamers overlook that because it is the key thing about this game because you know a lot of it could be there's some criticisms for Tor where it's like all right well you've basically taken the guts of of previous MMO successes be it something like you know Warcraft or something like EverQuest or whatever you've you've taken the things that work well in those scenarios you've applied them here but the one thing you did do that was completely different and new was this was were these storylines and the sort of bioware touch that we that we've come to know and love in the mass effect universe and in kotor and and other uh other experiences going all the way back to Baldur's gate really you know a lot of that sort of uh interplay and that sort of storytelling is is very true to the origins of bioware themselves and so it's it that that alone is enough to really set it apart and make it an experience that is not like these other games in a very meaningful way. And as a result, I think they have to be played differently. You know, they just, it's not the mm-hmm. same thing as it, as it usually is. And I, right. I see that as, you know, some people may not like that, but maybe this isn't their game. Um, it's definitely a nice change for me. I really, I really enjoy the direction. Excellent. All righty. Well, I think that's time for our host challenge. Fact. You know it to be true. Or fiction. Okay, (laughs) I am going to read three bits of information or three leads about the game. Two of them are going to be made up or not yet confirmed. Only one will be a confirmed fact by Bioware. Your job is to pick out which one is true. Think 1.2 patch. Okay, you guys ready? Yep. All right, number one, companion gifts are now stackable. 
Lead mm. number two. Players may not reverse engineer many in-game items to research schematics for items and mods. Lead number three. Loot drops from in-game activities such as operations and flashpoints do not take group composition into account. These are all, and these are all, these all relate to the one point to the one thing. Okay. To 1.2, which is on the PTR right now as right. we speak. So after hearing all three leads, which one do you think is the confirmed fact? And y'all can talk about it if you want. Man, I went, I scoured this stuff after the summit, but I'm still, I'm looking at this going crap. Do I and I was this? at the summit and I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> this is too much information. I, I've got brain overload. <laughs> so, brain um, overload. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to guess Take myself. Take a while, guess. Okay. Well, I you think go ahead and guess. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess based on your guess. <laughs> you're going to guess based on my guess. So we'll see. you're going to we'll pick see. the opposite answer that I pick. Okay. <laughs> You'll probably be right, too. <laughs> um, yeah, my, my track record with uh, factor fiction is not very good. That's okay. But, um, let's see. Um, companion gifts are now stackable. I think that one's a fact. You are correct. Yeah. I'm going to go now, with that. Now, are others of these also confirmed facts? Well, the lead number two is almost correct. Those two it look says, the most real to me. Yeah, well, players may reverse engineer. Yeah. In other words, that's what's coming, is uh, many of the endgame items have not been, uh, you've not had the ability to reverse engineer those. And, and they've wanted that. Yeah, I remember this conversation in the in the Q and A about yeah. the ability to do that to break down that stuff. And essentially, it's essentially a disenchantment sort of request Correct. that people want. Um, so yeah, I knew that was there. So there's so, but the, is the may that players may choose to, or is it the may that we may include it in the game? No, it's saying players may reverse engineer. In other words, they they will have the ability to reverse okay, engineer many in game items and the loot drops do now take into consideration group composition. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah. So that's it. Alrighty. Well, let's go to the latest news and tour. Yay. Yay. From the news net. And, and we are... Okay, so this week, guys, we and gals, because we do have some lady listeners, um, we have our dev tracker posts, which are tons, 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 tons of fun. And there's a lot of, of content in there. So I didn't exactly go through all of it, and I'm not going to go over it all now. Um, but basically, um, each week, BioWare collects all of their most important developer responses and in the dev tracker and they're starting to collate them into one big digest. And it's actually really awesome because um, they have the person who does this, who's in charge of this is phenomenal because they have collected everything and linked everything. Um, but you're going to get some comments and stuff from Steven Reed, who's the senior online community man manager. And, you know, I'm a, a big fan of Steven's because he has to just deal with so much crap. Um, <laughs> not that I want to, I do not envy <laughs> the man, <laughs> Me either. but, <laughs> But he does talk about some uh, eight-man queuing and war zones for the uh, update in 1.2. And uh, he has some comments about the macOS support. And you can uh, definitely go to – we will link to this dev tracker summary 
uh, over at CorellianRunRadio.com and um, and make sure that you guys have this. But um, Georg Zoller had probably the most comments, I believe, in the forums this week and pretty much addressed almost every single thing that came up um, within the forums, um, especially in regards to, like, um, sorcerers, which will not be uh, – has. Well, he confirmed that they did not nerf the sorcerers in 1.1.5. That one really jumped out at me because yeah. I'm, I'm terrified of when this comes because I do think it is coming at some point. Um, I think that I think they're way OP still, um, but I love I it. I think so too. Having I love played, being OP. Yeah. Oh yeah. Me He's too. My, right now, it is. If I am leaning toward a class, it is that one. Um, and I think part of it is because I am so awesome. <laughs> but, but I know while I but I know while I'm doing it that there's no way this lasts for me. Like it's I'm so overpowered at the moment, and yeah. so every time a patch comes out, I just kind of cross my fingers like let me stay OP. Exactly. And then this is nice to know that I still you know that I'm still awesome. But you know, <laughs> I've always said don't nerf people. You know, don't nerf a specific class. If there's an issue, bump the other classes yeah, up a little bit. Yeah, buff everybody else. Yep. You know, so that, that you, what... people, that's the biggest argument that most people have is when they know that they're kind of OP, they get keep going, oh, I'm going to get nerfed, I'm going to get nerfed. And then when it nerfed, oh my God, everybody jumps and screams and stomps their foot and curses and does whatever. But, you know, if they would just bur- buff the other ones up just a tiny bit to match it, everybody yeah. would be cool. Well, the thing is, is, is Bioware has said or has stated in the past that it's not into doing the whole entire nerf thing either mm. and that they would much rather um, balance everything. So if you do nerf a class, you bring the others, you don't nerf it all the way. You just, you know, take some things, bump them down a little and then bring everybody up. But at the same time, like when I heard that, even I was like, how is that possible? That just creates a massive amount of desk work, you know, behind the scenes to to go with every single class, you know, and 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 bump everybody up just so that one class can't be nerfed, you know? I mean, I, I guess Yeah, but have you ever played the Sith Inquisitor? <laughs> I have, and you want to know what? It's the okay, you know, all those alts I have, they're all different, but there is a few of them. The ones that I when I want to play with friends who are all like level 40, uh-huh. the first class I automatically think of rolling is I'm just going to do this the Inquisitor because it's going to be a fast level. Right. You know? Yeah, that's true. You do go quicker. There's no question about it. Yeah. And you can also leave stuff quicker. So if you want to get exactly. off a planet that you hate and you just, you know, you need to get your story going, you can tackle yep. that thing at orange instead of yellow or, you know, whatever. Exactly. And that's true. Yeah. You know, I, it's not uncommon for me as a, as a solo player um, to go ahead and do all of that, you know, and, and try to, so to speak, bite off more than I can chew mm-hmm. um, and, and come out standing on top. You and know? you can. And you yeah. can. I mean, I didn't realize just how weak my other, my main feels until after playing. I'm I'm level 23 on my little Sith Inquisitor. And she's a healer. Yeah. yeah. And my gosh, she's epic. <laughs> I love oh, yeah, her. yeah, absolutely. Like you really, okay. And the thing is, is, is when we were at conventions and stuff, Carla, I don't know if you remember, but a lot of times you would... I don't know if you did, but my experience is, is at every different like convention or, or, um, program that, that Bioware was at, I would always kind of accidentally or maybe on purpose get placed at the Sith Inquisitor, you know, station. And right from the beginning, before the game was even in beta, I had already known that that's what I was going to play simply because it was just so uber. It made you feel so powerful. You know, you know? I was going to do that 
And that was my, my class of choice. But I, everybody kept saying, oh man, you've got to play the Imperial Agent. That's the best story in the game. And they're awesome. And they just keep getting better. I never felt epic with that character. And the minute I logged on to the Sith Inquisitor for the very first time and go in and kill two or three things at the same time, just about it. And you just, you feel epic from the very beginning. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. My bounty hunter feels a little wimpy, uh, compared to my Inquisitor. And I, and that's funny because I originally thought the opposite. Um, and maybe it's cause I just didn't know any better, but I, there's just, I cannot take on the sort of stuff even in tank spec on the power tech tree that I can with the inquisitor. And I, and I, it's, it's just weird because the inquisitor himself, you know, somebody touches my sorcerer and he starts to hurt pretty bad, Yeah. but I've got so much mitigation for that. I've got, you know, my tank and he's over there doing his thing and, you know, cursing my name the whole time while he does it. But I've also, <laughs> you know, and I'm unleashing this incredible amount of damage and all sorts of crowd control. And, and I just don't have as many of those options at my disposal Mm-hmm. With a, uh, with a bounty hunter, especially in the power tech line. And it's too bad because I, it's actually, that feels like a class that should be able to do more crowd control, sort of, you know, better damage mitigation. Right. Um, and I know there's ways of playing characters to sort of mitigate things all, all across the board. I just feel like that Inquisitor is just out of control right now. And right. I love it. So they shouldn't change it. I'm not complaining. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We shouldn't even talk yes. about this. Okay, so moving on to the uh, Chris Collins and his comment on why Darth title was fixed for Dark for the French players, and it all goes back to the original movie translation um, when uh, when it was translated the movies the old the the first three or last three or wait what number episode one or it's something <laughs> I just know that the original Star Wars the real deal before they added Jar Jar Binks to ruin everything. Um, when those were first translated into French, uh, Darth was translated as Dark. So that is why we, on uh, French servers, you have Dark instead oh, of Darth. That's interesting. Yeah. Isn't yeah. it neat? A little yeah. history for you. Yeah. There you go. I was French. I was messing it up. Absolutely. <laughs> Silly old French. Yeah. Okay. And as we just um, discussed earlier, uh, 1.2 is on the PTR, and there is a wonderful article about it um, on the SWTOR.com website. Uh, We'll put a link to it in our show notes. But basically it goes over all of the things that we, well, some of the things that we just talked about in our fact or fiction, but it gives a huge, huge list of what is going to happen in 1.2. 1.2 is going to be massive. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, not only are we getting a new flashpoint and a new operation, but there are going to, there's a new world boss. There's also, you better look at your classes because they're making some adjustments to every single class and spec. And in fact, a lot of them are getting all of their points given back to them, refunded, so that you have to go and, and put your points back in once this patch goes live because of all of the things that they're doing. I mean, I was just looking at you know, like the um, um, Imperial agent that I play um, and seeing what they were doing to her to see about the healing aspect. And I was very pleased to see that they were bumping up her healing because I have not felt epic. Um, but then looking at the, the sorcerer 
because I also play that now, and I, which we won't talk about too much. No, I'm just teasing. Um, they haven't really made any major, major changes to to make you feel like you're nerfed or anything, but they did make some some serious changes. So you do need to go look. Yeah, that the 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 1.2 stuff is almost too big. Um, you know, there's a there's a there seems to be a desire on Bioware's part at this stage of the game to really get cranking on the content and keep stuff coming, improvements, uh, enhanced systems, things they promised from the beginning they couldn't do at launch, other things we never heard of, uh, and maintain you know a steady stream of new ops, new flashpoints, new you know new stuff for people to do. Um, one could look at that 1.2 list and go, my gosh, you guys spread it out some, you know, like you don't have to do all of it at once. A piece of me wants it all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, and a part of the, and certainly there's a huge part of the community that's been demanding it. Um, but it, it, it does feel a little overwhelming. Like I, I don't even know. I look at it and go, all right, what am I going to benefit most from here? And I think the legacy system, system looks amazing. My ability to make my ship into something more than just an empty husk is great. Um, so all the, all the enhancements coming there, be it target dummies, be it, um, uh, you know, mailbox on the ship, all that kind of stuff is very, you know, repairs on the ship, all that stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Can't wait for that. So I'm more excited probably about those ship changes than I am in almost anything else, to be honest. Yeah. I am, I am wondering why they call it update. I mean, at this point with all that they're including in 1.2, they might as well, you know, well, just release it as a, as an X pack. Because it's it's so it's so full of, of wonderful good things, at least promised wonderful good things, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it just it just struck me as such an expansion thing to do, as opposed yeah. to just an update. Yep, so yep. Yeah. it feels huge. I mean, we we're going to be bypassing those friggin' orb- orbital stations that I hate so badly. <laughs> I am that's the best thing out of all of this besides the guild bank. This is probably <laughs> my most favorite thing. Oh yeah, Good positive that they listen deal. to uh, Corellian Run's show because Carla's been harping on this for years. I mean, mm-hmm. months. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like years. Yeah, the, the Guild Bank <laughs> thing's a huge deal for for AIE, where you know we've got. I mean, our total Guild registration is somewhere in the seven thousand range, and that's split up between Warcraft and other games. But a, you know, a fairly sizable population in in Tor, and the fact that we've gone this long with that many people and no Guild Bank is almost criminal so i'm super stoked about that as well absolutely well um then we'll all be happy to um to hear more about 1.2 in uh in the fact that our saga continues in game update 1.2 um we have a a little bit of an excerpt and we can't go too much into detail because there there are some spoilers in this but uh charles boyd who is a writer over at bioware austin uh for sotor um, is sharing a sneak peek at the story behind game update 1.2. And if you go to the link on our site, um, in the show notes, you'll be able to read through that. Again, I don't want to give anything away because there, there are some spoilers for this. And it's, a uh, it's looking to be really good though. And the story, the story in Star Wars The Old Republic, I mean, all of the stories, the, you know, for every character and every class and also the overwhelming, um, expanse of, of just the universe story is, is so great to know that they're putting so much detail um, into this and, and Charles is actually sharing some of that with us um, when you read on. So there is, there's huge backstory and I love it. I just, you know, it's, it's nice to be 
to be able to play a game but feel like you're reading a book and oh, yeah. also feel like the history like you're a part of the history of Star Wars. They're so. kind of cornering that that part of this. Like I there's that's just not happening in other MMOs um no. currently and that's that's awesome. It's it's great to see not only that that's what we're playing but that they are you know they have a desire to continue to su- to support that and make Absolutely. that you know not just a gimmick not just a thing at launch to get excited about or whatever but it's actually a you know a thread that will run through the lifespan of this game. Absolutely. Well, it's such a huge franchise. I mean, it is it's Star Wars. So, you know, I mean this this is is almost as old as I am and I'm not young. But um <laughs> you know, I mean so it's just it's it's beautiful and I love it and and I get to feel like this has been a part of my life literally and it's still going to continue to be part of my life. So, um I I don't know. I'm a story fan anyway. I just love backstory. And anything that takes me to that moment, you know, as I'm playing my character and I'm RPing and I'm able to feel like, okay, there's a reason why I'm doing this and that there's a greater cause, you know, whether it be dark or light, you know, this is, this is the backstory behind it. So. Okay. Well, and that takes us to our next topic, which is the community Q and A. Um, I really enjoyed reading some of these answers this week. Um, because it addressed some of the concerns that I had, and I was glad to see that other people had those same concerns. Uh, for example, one, the first question on the Q&A, and we're not going to read all of these, but I was really excited to see that um, I'm not the only one that has this issue. This person asked, I think his name is Zico, said, already having eight character slots on my server, will I be forced to delete characters in order to take advantage of the legacy system? And, or will I be able to change the race and the new legacy customization features on a pre-existing characters? And will there be more character slots added? Georg Zoller um, responded that we've heard at the Guild Summit that there's an interest in being able to acquire additional character slots on the server and we're in the process of determining the requirements for such a step and we'll update the community when such a feature has moved past the planning state. So I was kind of excited to hear that because I have all eight of my slots allocated already. Oh yeah. And I don't want to have to delete something to start something new. So Mm -hmm. I hope they give us more. Extra slots are good. People want to play. Also maybe character transfers would be um, extra fun as well, you know, for those people who aren't like really involved in a guild or whatever, they don't mind moving their character over or a few yeah. of their characters for that matter. Yeah. Over. I mean, it, you know, it's to... eight, it's eight right now, right? Remind me. Yes. There's yes. currently eight. Yes. Okay. It is so, and, eight. and so it'll accommodate one of every class. Yeah. Uh, but you've got, you've got this issue where people may have two servers, friends on both playing, exactly. you know, uh, Imperial on both. And now what are they going to do? So yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Well, yeah. you can have more than eight characters across the game. It's just there's eight on that server, and people, server. yeah, and on the server, um, they may have one of every class that they're playing the advanced classes on. But now that they're saying that in the legacy system that we might need to play the opposite oh. faction, right, right, you know, yeah, that's so that's the issue. It isn't even so issue. much because you're right. Yeah, different server means different eight slots. I'm not right. thinking, mm-hmm. but the. But the the legacy system the legacy system challenges all sorts of things that are that are in the game now that they are going to have to expand, move, tweak, whatever to accommodate 
uh, truly experiencing the legacy system as it's designed. Right. Uh, so that's a good thing. I think that's good because it isn't just us sitting around going, we need a ninth slot. It's them making a system that now is going to require a ninth slot. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But anyway, there are lots of good questions and on this Q&A. And if y'all are not watching this every week or going to the website and reading this every week, you really need to because there are a lot of good questions in the community about what topics you may be interested in. You know, so please take a chance to go over there and read it. Yes, please. Especially since little things like this come up. The weekly patch note update for March 16th, 2012. Um, we get to um, hear about a couple of uh, this. These were two very, very small patches. Just so you know, they're 1.15 A. Wait, 1.1.5. Yeah, A and B. So, um, and yeah, I, I'm so confused. I'm glad we're out. I'm glad we're out of the 111s because that one was just completely. I'm like, I'd, I'd look at that and I'd be like, Carla, I'm not saying that even. Yeah, no kidding. Trip, trip right over that. <laughs> but anyway, occasionally. Um, Players uh, occasionally uh, prevent uh, would I don't even know how to say his name Bodar Bowdar mm-hmm. whatever from being granted as intended. Um, so players who had not been granted um, Bodar will now have their companion. So that that issue has been fixed or resolved. Um, the Imperial mission um, it says thus always two tyrants uh, leaving the tyrant by using the fleet pass will no longer cause both bulkhead doors and the security deck to become locked, which is a happy thing. Cause <laughs> That's a that really was, good thing to fix. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that was an insane maker. So, <laughs> you know, just thanks Bioware for fixing that one. Um, they also corrected an issue allowing incorrect access for weekend pass players. I guess some people were having some issues. I think that so. what they did is they got in a little early. And yeah. they had to fix it. That's why the servers were down on Thursday. Oh, I was wondering excited. about that. And yeah. I didn't even think, okay. Well, so. well James Olin, um, the, our wonderful game director, uh, mentions all of these things in his blog post about fixing issues uh, are the priority. And, you know, regular fixes are on their, you know, to-do list. And, um, and that this is consistent so they're constantly fixing bugs and stuff um and emergency fixes as needed so he wants to assure us that that will all be um worked on and that they're always uh, very aware of it over there at bioware so uh if you want a full list of the patch notes always visit the patch notes section of uh of the main site or you can also go to uh to Corellian run and we have some of that stuff up there as well absolutely Okay, well, this is the time where we always talk about our personal playtime, but I think we spent a lot of time talking about that early, um, uh, earlier in the podcast. So yeah. what I'm going to do is jump straight over to quick mentions, go through those really quick so that we can get down to the community buzz. Sounds great. In some time on that. Okay. Quick mentions. Uh, we've got our normal scheduled maintenance for March the 20th. And if you have not had an opportunity to go over to the Holonet links and read the article over on Corellian Run, please check that out. Force lore article or that column this week is about the Jedi and the Sith part one. You don't want to miss it. Absolutely not. My two credits, the gaming stigma. Go check that one out because that one's all Really goodness. I mean, full of goodness. And Guild Checkpoint this week is on Imperial Guard. It is a Sith Empire Guild. Go check them out. And now it's time for our Sith or Jedi Challenge. 
Scheiße. Strong am I with the Force. Or Jedi. Last time, Deidre wasn't here. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So we have nothing to say that she said. <laughs> I can make something up if you want. No, 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 no. That's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well. Okay. Well, here. Well, you know, I was studying and I did miss the show. But you know what? Here's a, here's what we do now. Is we found out that Carla took a hit on the light side points once again because she couldn't just port out. So far, our scores stand at Carla, negative six, myself at zero. Remember, negative scores reflect a dark side tendency, and positive scores reflect a light side tendency. So this week, this is the case of the crazy clown. True story, mind you. Just letting you all know. Okay. Are you guys ready? We're ready. Okay. Imagine this. You're at a bar in a rockin' city. Austin, um, enjoying your beer and the great music and atmosphere when a guy in rodeo clown makeup sits next to you at the bar. He sits pretty close, but you think nothing of it and you place an order for another beer and a sandwich. The beer comes first, but before you can take the swig, the rodeo clown gently grabs it and lifts it to his mouth, taking a big, juicy swig. While this irritates you, you think nothing of it. Maybe he ordered a beer at the same time. Your sandwich comes next, and while you're talking to your friend, you spy out of the corner of your eye the rodeo clown using one finger to pull the sandwich plate to himself. You quickly pull the sandwich plate back, resulting in the rodeo clown reaching down and not so gently grabbing your poor sandwich, bringing it to his mouth, and taking a hearty bite out of it. You, one, shake your head and just give the man your sandwich. Maybe he's poor and hungry. Two, tell him you're upset with him, notify the barkeep, and have him thrown out. Three, Make sure he gets a really good bite of that sandwich by following it up with a big fist to the mouth. <laughs> so you guys make the choice. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. The, qu- the, tra- the question is, does it make you, uh, is it truly dark side to want to punch that guy? Because I just hearing your story makes me want to punch the guy. I know it could be opposite, huh? It could be yeah. punching the guy could be light side. You know? Yeah, it could be like a Mass Effect Paragon freaking. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that whole <laughs> thing. Um, wow. I don't know. I don't know what I do. I punch him. So what I do? So does that make me dark? Is that dark sided? You're asking that me is, if I think it's is, dark. Yeah, you're dark. All right, I guess I'm That's dark. Full That's the dark. funny thing is I play that game almost all light, like all my big decisions, light sided, because I don't know why, just to sort of, you know, screw with everybody I'm with in groups and stuff, but. Uh, in real life, I think I'd knock the guy out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's dark. Him. That's good. I like it. I like it. Dark is good. Dark It'll help give me good. some veins on my face. Dark Excited. Is good. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Those nice yellow eyes. Woohoo. Okay. Um, so, Carla, am I to assume that you've chosen dark as well? Actually, I'm kind of a wimp. <laughs> when it comes, because I don't, I, I'm not a physical person. You know, I'm more of a vocal person mm-hmm. so i would choose number two but i'd be barking it you know like cursing yeah. it like yeah you sorry sucker <laughs> you know yep. uh-huh well let's say that that pr- that's pretty much what happened so um yeah number two would definitely be me so yeah wow. he, he got a sad sorry good uh, mouth of words let's Good. just say my inner pirate came out <laughs> 
she but was not hungry. Gotta let him out sometime, sure. Exactly, exactly. He was hungry. <laughs> okay, well, you can read all the past Sith or Jedi tests on our site at CorellianRun.com. Keep score and see which way you lean. That sound means it's time for our community buzz, where we take a look at what the fans are talking about. And it's all about legacy. We have heard lots and lots of people talking about legacy this past week. And um, I want to know, do you like where BioWare is going with the legacy program? I think it's awesome. I think if you're, uh, if you're looking for a short list of things that will make Tor unique, uh, in the long run or even in the short run for players that are approaching this game that are, you know, either never played an MMO or have played others and don't know really what to expect. This would be right near the top of reasons I would give them for, for this game being something special and new. Um, it's definitely unique. It's not a thing we're seeing in other games. And um, it ties so nicely into story. It ties so nicely into what we've already done in the game. I think I think the legacy system, as explained to us, and hopefully, uh, you know, will be well implemented, uh, will be uh, will make this game special. It'll be a thing about it that nobody else, you know, is doing. I love it. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, yeah. I know that we need to interrupt right now because we have uh, <clears throat> run a little bit longer than we expected to and scott johnson has a previous i do i got a family thing i gotta run to i hate leaving you guys i'm having a ball i know and we just love having you but we (laughs) want to just say thank you for stopping by and taking time to to record with us and we really appreciate it and we'll catch you again soon we hope Absolutely. I'll, uh, I'll send you guys a cool bumper and, uh, it was, a, it was a pleasure. In fact, um, you know, we can do all this offline, but whenever this show goes up, let me know. I'd love to spread it around, let people know about it. And, uh, surely we'll talk about it this week on the tour edition of the instance, but hanging out with you guys has been a blast. You guys are great and keep up the great work. I love, uh, you know, everything about the show and I really like what's going on in, on, uh, on the web, on the site, on the tour war site. That is a great resource, not just for podcasters, but for, Anybody out there trying to sort of get their hands, you know, dirty with good tour news. Uh, so you guys, I, I should really keep the great work up. You guys are doing awesome. Thank, thank you, Scott. And you enjoy yeah, your thank family you for time. Being here. All right. We'll yeah. talk to you guys soon. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay. And yeah. what do you think, Didi, about well, here's the legacy about program? The legacy system, I, I, I actually think it's going to be great i can't wait for it i don't think that it's going to be a guild crusher like some people are afraid of i think it's okay to be afraid of that now but i don't think that it's going to be something that is going to be um that big a deal once it completely launches and once we're really in depth and involved those same you know those same guilds can make guilds you know on the opposite faction and you know the same people can move over and play those um within that guild so it's kind of like i would say it would be an extension of the guild, but you know? do you think that they're going to be able to do that? I think that the concern that I'm hearing, and I, in fact, um, we had an, an Empire chapter meeting, which in, in my guild in OTG, a chapter is mm-hmm. the whole guild. Okay, for the oh, Empire yeah. side, and we had a meeting today, and the first thing, the very first question was, you know, are we going to have? a republic guild or are they going to be part of our other guild are we going to be able to talk with them i mean so we're already getting it a lot in within my own guild Mm -hmm. so 
I would love to put everyone's mind at rest and, right. and say, okay, this is what's going to happen and this is how it's going to happen. But there's still so many gray areas that we don't know yet. So what I'm going to ask people to do is just like I did today, be patient. The more mm -hmm. information that we learn, I'm sure the better off we're going to be. I don't think that BioWare is just going to throw something at us and then us flounder and mm -hmm. not have a, a clear-cut plan. That's you know? the truth. Yeah. So while I'm a bit frustrated being in guild management, you know, and not knowing what to tell people, mm -hmm. I believe we're all going to be okay. You know, I think I, so. I think that, that they're either going to give us a way to communicate or they're going to let them be in the same guild as us or something is going to have to, to give. And yeah. I'm sure BioWare knows what they're going to do. And yeah. we'll know soon enough. I'm sure that this question, and I'm, I'm I'm almost certain because of the way they responded at the summit, but the I'm almost certain that this question was like one of the first ones that came to mind. It's not like they just did this willy nilly and then all of a sudden just thought about, oh, like what? Are, how are we going to handle this issue? It's like this is something that's kind of like this would be the first thing on your mind if you were going to make this drastic of a change. Is is this going to be a, a guild mutilator and? you know, how will guilds respond, you know, right. to that. So I, I, I'm with you. I say, be patient, wait it out. We don't know all the answers yet. And, and it, it does nobody any good to just kind of get all burned up about something un until you're in game and then you notice it, you know? So well, I don't I know, mean, that's I, just my I, thing. I do, but I, I also believe that people do have some valid concerns. I mean, oh, yeah. being in guild management, I'm very concerned about people going and playing on the Republic side on the same server that we're on because mm -hmm. we are Empire. Mm -hmm. You know, how can that possibly fit into the storyline? I mean, that's one of my concerns. The next one is how are we going to be able to communicate? That's you know, true. Do I have to have another guild started over there, mm -hmm. you know, on that side? And if mm -hmm. so, now I've got to worry about funding and, And you know, two guilds, like, well, and, and yeah. two pro potentially extremely large guilds right. in, in your case. Right. You know? So, and yeah, so, I can I mean, we definitely. have a lot of concerns, and, and we've already got four guilds now that we're having to deal with. We had to add another one tonight. Um, so we're, we're already stretched. Mm-hmm. Is this going to stretch us even more? I mean, and, but I know that our situation may be a little more unique than than most people. But mm -hmm. is this a bigger problem for smaller guilds because they are smaller and they have less people to pull from? And that is that therein lies the biggest question. And I, I believe I don't know who it was, but it was a Frenchman who asked that specific question. Right. And and he was actually kind of concerned and and and. And rightly so, you know, um, perturbed and basically, you know, uh, kind of accusing Bioware of not thinking this through and that, you know, this is definitely going to be a, a, a guild ender, you know, for the smaller guilds. And it, in, in some ways it might, you know, I don't, I, I really wish that we knew that answer and it would be nice to be able to, to put everybody's mind at ease. But I don't know. I have hope that, that, the boys in Austin are definitely thinking of that. Yeah, and know? I think that at the Guild Summit, I think that they they got 
and you know some things brought to their attention that maybe they hadn't thought of and that well, yeah. was the guild dilution you know yep. and the ability to to communicate cross factions yes because well that was the point of the guild summit though right you know it wasn't exactly. just it wasn't just to have a big party for the guilds it was right. it was to say here's the deal is there might be something that we're not thinking of and this is why you're here right so, is there something that you loved that came out of the legacy program? Absolutely. There it? was okay, here's the thing. Is is it's the thing that we're talking about right now, the potential guild breaker. Um was the fact that the legacy system like being able to have multiple different characters of differing races, you know, either playing different and and being able to play different factions, you know, with you know, something that I, I can't, I don't exactly have access to. Like, since I'm on Empire, you know, I want to be able to play Republic classes and stuff, you mm -hmm. know. And it's nice to be able to um, to think that my legacy will have such an expanse, you know. And it will, it will actually, I think it will enrich my game. Because, I don't know, I'm a, I'm a big story hound. Right. So that was one thing that definitely, like, um, drew me to that. I also like the, 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 uh, the biggest thing, okay, that was a big thing, but um, I think the biggest thing was war zones, because I'm so tired of playing hutball. I really yeah. am, you know. And as you know, and other people know, uh, I'm on a wound in the force, and uh, and we are an empire heavy server. So, you know, when you're that heavy, you really only get you know access to a couple of of war zones, and I'm really tired of hutball. Bioware, really tired. So, well, I think that's one of the reasons why we're getting a new war zone in 1.2. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. That is opened up for same faction. But, yes. you know, <laughs> I hate to say this, but there is nothing worse than getting killed in a war zone by your own guild. <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are out there, guys. <laughs> Point, Carla points fingers. I know. Uh, but seriously, I, I really hope that there's they work out more of a, a a balancing thing than just making another war zone that is for same faction. You you see what I'm saying? I would rather see them do some incentive or something, but I'm not sure that this legacy situation i'm still having major concerns about the the whole playing two factions on this first of all we don't have enough slots i mean just cut and dried yeah there's not enough slots but i'm more concerned about the communication factor mm -hmm. and that sort of thing um i don't want to lose track of people i enjoy playing with because they want to build up a uh, open something up for a legacy on the opposite faction mm -hmm. you know i don't want to lose track of those people because I enjoy playing with them, you yeah. know, um, and I just don't know if I would have enough time to level up a bunch of characters on the opposite faction if I'm in guild management and trying to run the guild. I mean, it's mm -hmm. it's hard to say, you know, without knowing more information from Bioware about communication and all of that. But the thing that I specifically love about the legacy system is the fact that we can open up new race class combinations yes and the fact that our abilities 
we get to unlock the abilities that can be used by other classes. Absolutely. That is probably my most favorite thing, but it also is one of the things that scares crap out of me. (laughs) Well, yeah, because therein lies the problem, you know, it's like, um, I I mean, I, I, I love it in, and, and the incentives that they have for, you know, like for, for making your companions, you know, love you and, and whatnot and, you know, um, bringing up their affection helps, you know, with, the rest of your companions and stuff like that. And I, I, I really, I really love that. It's really like in depth, but like you said, you know, there's to, there's a side to every coin, you know, you get the good, you're going to get the bad. So it's like, uh, what do you do? You know? I mean, how would you like to go into a war zone and are these legacy things going to be able to be used in a war zone mm-hmm. against some, yeah, let's just say it's a, a warrior or something, a Sith warrior yeah. that has force choke and, and uh, orbital strike or, see, you know, I don't know. I'm just see, my understanding was you weren't allowed to do that. Maybe I misunderstood. Well, no, maybe I misunderstood. Work. Maybe it, it only works in PvE. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I thought. And that, like, in war zones and stuff like that where it's PvP and stuff, you weren't those were like unnecessary advantages. God, I hope so. So yeah, those were taken away because there's going to be some people who haven't completed all of their, their chapters in order to get to the legacy system. And, and if you're going to be pitted against somebody who's so uber powerful, you know, that would scare me. Yeah. That's, I mean, you're at a disadvantage. And I think that I may, like I said, don't quote me on this people, but um, I thought that that was actually um, a point that was brought up by uh, Daniel Erickson and uh, when he was discussing it, and that was not that was something that wasn't going to be allowed, like if oh, you, your bonuses and stuff like that. Okay. Oh, but again, well, don't say oh good yet. Just don't quote me on it. That's all. No, but I think I remember now that you've said that. But still, the war zone is just not the only place. I mean, I well, yeah. want to see in an operation. I wouldn't want to see someone that has all of those abilities. Right. And if you right. can't use it in PvP and you can't use it in PvE, what's the point? What's of it? the point of having it? Yeah. So I while I'm that. excited, I, I I still don't know enough information. So Bioware, we want to know more. <laughs> <laughs> we want Cute. more info. They're setting their timer now as they hear you. That's They're right. They're like setting their little timer. Okay, now we have to give Carla at least two days before we actually release something. <laughs> give us it's more info. On... <laughs> we want the more data. Carla's asking, we'll wait two months. <laughs> no, and and remember, your time of short period of time and my time of short period of time is completely opposite ends of the spectrum, okay? <laughs> Absolutely. Carla needed this information like yesterday. yesterday? <laughs> Excellent. Oh, Lord. Oh, well, God. I guess we're done. We're wow. Done. I know. We went like speedy speedy gonzalez we did we sped through it well we had to speed through it because we knew scott had to leave (laughs) i know and and again i'm so sorry that i was so late because he would have been able to stay longer ah it's okay it's okay it happens yeah but you know that gets us in the butt sometimes i know i know it's it's both good and bad at times but you know what we'll have him on again and he's such an awesome dude so oh my gosh i'm still in awe I'm still in I awe. Know. See, you got your little celeb fix. I know. I got. He, I mean, I was just like, I felt like I was all marbles in my mouth talking. You're gonna to have him. to have him send you an eight by ten glossy. <laughs> yeah, autograph. So you can, yeah, you can absolutely. frame it and put it on your desk. 
Uh, well, Scott, nice. if you're listening to this, we want to thank you so much. Um, Scott's from the instance, in case you didn't know, uh, the Republic edition and Frog Pants Network. Um, he will be giving us all his contact information, and we will post that at CorellianRun.com. Uh, we'd also like to thank um, Shinji for their positive reviews on iTunes. Uh, please take a moment, people, and uh, leave us positive feedback on iTunes. It takes a lot to put the show together. Um, Carla does the majority of the work, and uh, any kudos you can give us, she deserves all of them. Um, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Zoom, and you can also find us on the Ego Networks at egonetworks.com. That's E-G-O-N-E-T-W-O-R-K-S.com. And you can contact us through our website at CorellianRun.com. We also can find us on Twitter and Facebook. We have a wonderful Facebook page. You can leave us your questions or ideas for discussion topics on Twitter or by voicemail. And our voicemail message line is 281-766-4511. That wraps it up for us here at Corellian Run Radio. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again in a couple of weeks. Until next time, I'm Carla. And I'm Deirdre. May the Force be with you. You have been listening to Corellian Run Radio, a Star Wars The Old Republic podcast. Tune in next time to hear Deirdre say, Don't mess with my big guns.